Howdy, friends, and welcome to episode 75 of Running with Sam and Dave. And we are in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And in the last chapter, we were introduced to Dave, David, the son of Jesse. And one of the things I think that's important to, to kind of keep in mind when we read this portion of 1 Samuel 17 is what ended chapter 16. And so I didn't really mention this last time, but hey, Nothing wrong with going back and looking at it. But what we see in in chapter 16 is, is uh, Samuel going to the house of Jesse to anoint a new king. Um, Saul had been rejected by God because of Saul's continually rejecting God. And so the Lord has chosen a new one. And when he goes there, when Samuel goes there, he's, he, uh, in, in verse 13, it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose and went to Ramah. So the reason I'm, I want to go back to this is to point out that there is a, I think, a distinct contrast being played here. And what we see is with David in verse 13 is David is anointed. And at that point, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him. And then we read in verse 14, it says, but, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And so what we see in chapter 17, I think is the result of that. We see in David, the, the courage of this man, the boldness of this very young man who the spirit of the Lord uh, has come upon. And we see the cowardice of Saul, whom the spirit of the Lord has departed. Now, for me as a Christian, um, and, and for you, if you're a Christian today, each, every Christian has the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. And and this is really a fascinating thing and worth a study. Uh, I'm not, I don't have nearly enough time uh, in a single one of these uh, podcasts to go into this whole a relationship of the spirit to man. Um, and so there, there are those people in the old Testament who the spirit comes upon and there's times where the, the spirit comes upon them temporarily um, in order to enable them to do something. Um, and we see that in uh, like the story of, of Samson and we see it um, with Elijah and, and others where the spirit of the Lord comes upon them. Uh, there's times in the construction of the, of the tabernacle and of the temple where certain, certain artists are, the Holy Spirit comes upon them to en enable them and empower them to do uh, what God's called them to do. But in the New Testament, we see a new relationship of the Spirit where the Holy Spirit indwells the believer, that within every believer, you, the Holy Spirit dwells. And so this is a great thing, the Holy Spirit in you. And now, Another interesting thing is that we see different relationships of the Holy Spirit to men uh, in the New Testament. You'll see the Holy Spirit with, with you. And what it appears to be is when the with is, when the Holy Spirit is, is with you, it's the Holy Spirit bringing conviction on, upon your life. The Holy Spirit showing you your, your need for a Savior. And then when you receive Jesus, the Spirit of God comes in you. And now the third one is the Holy Spirit upon you. And this one is, just to be completely honest, highly debated uh, amongst uh, 
Christians and, and scholars and denominations. There are those who don't recognize that there's really a difference between the Holy Spirit being in you and the Holy Spirit being upon you. There are others who will say, well, every Christian is sealed in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in him. Uh, and we see that that happen in uh, like the book of John where, where Jesus breathes on his disciples and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And at that point, they are, the Holy Spirit is in them, but the Holy Spirit doesn't come upon them until the day of Pentecost. And so there are those who will say, well, there's a difference, though there's a, a different relationship to the Spirit of the Spirit. That's the whole, the, what someone might call the filling of the Holy Spirit or, or maybe the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the promise of the Holy Spirit. And again, just to be completely honest, there are a lot of people who will debate this, who will say, no, the, the, there's a there's one baptism of the spirit it's when you are when you are saved when you become a christian the holy spirit is in you that's the baptism of the holy spirit others will say no it's a distinct event and uh, i think there's evidence um, for that in the book of acts so of course there are those who will say well the book of acts is not normal it's talking about the early church and it things are different now and that's a whole another theological debate that i don't really want to get into at the moment um but the point of the matter is this, that if you are a Christian today, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And if you are saying, well, I don't know if I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus said, you know, remember you talked about like a father. If you being a good father, if your child asks you for a fish, you don't give him a snake. You know, if you ask for bread, you don't give him a rock. You know, and if you being evil, you know, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will the Holy will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so, if you're like God, I need your power. I need more of you. I need, uh, you know, I, I need you to to fill me to overflowing with your Spirit again. Um, there are those who will say you don't need to do that because the Holy Spirit's in you. Um, you know, Lord, I just I I need more of you. You know, and some people say, well, well, what God really needs is you. He needs more of you. You you say, God, I need more of you, but God, you know. What, what really the truth is God needs more of you. And, and I don't want to debate all that stuff. <laughs> what I want to say is sometimes we recognize like, God, I'm not, I'm feeling weak. I'm not feeling empowered. And sometimes we pray and we say, God, I need your strength. I need your power. And then we don't feel any different. But what I always like to remind, remember is this, that Jesus said, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so, you know what? It doesn't matter if you feel it. That's not, that's not faith. Faith is not, well, I feel it, now I can go do it. Faith has got to ask for it, and now I'm going to walk in it because you said you'll give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, so I'm asking. I'm a believer today, and I need, you know, I need more of you. So I need more of the Spirit. I need your power. So then I operate in it. I just don't, I don't wait till I feel like, oh, I've got power. I just go, hey, all right, Lord, the power of your Spirit dwell within me. I'm going to do this. Here we go. Here we go. And so the reason I bring that up is because, we're going to see such a contrast between David and Saul in in 1 Samuel 17. And kind of where we left off last time was Goliath coming down and making this challenge to the armies of Israel. And it says, uh, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. In verse 10, and it says, And when Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Well, I think one reason Saul's probably afraid and dismayed is because Saul is the giant of Israel. And we talked about this before when Saul was um, anointed to be the king and when he was chosen, he was a head taller than anyone else in Israel. He's not just the tallest guy. He's the tallest by a lot. 
And so here the Philistines send down their giant and you have to wonder if Saul's sitting there thinking like, everybody's looking at me. Everybody's expecting me because I'm the giant of my country. But I think when we talk about Saul being dismayed and greatly afraid here, I think that the, the bigger picture is this, that the Holy Spirit has departed from him. And then we get the contrast. And the contrast is in verse 12. The contrast is the appearance of David. And so, again, this is one of those things that um, I think it's important to recognize the context of what we're reading. And again, I've said this plenty of times. Actually, I probably say this all the time, that doing these little 10-minute podcasts, a lot of times I have to go back. And I have to go back to the previous verses and and you know remind you and remind myself, hey, what's what's the context here? What? Because sometimes when we read this, we might see things and go, well, that's weird. Why would that be mentioned? Why did the author put it this way? But when we read the context of it, we, you know, the larger context, we can go like, okay, well, that's important in light of what he said earlier. Or there's a, there's a contrast like we see in this chapter being drawn between Israel and Saul, their leader at the time, and just his coward, his cowardliness and his weakness without the spirit of God upon him. And then we see David. And that should be a reminder to me of, man, the weakness I have when I do things in my own strength, my own, when I do things in my own power, when I do things without relying on the Spirit of God, when I go out on my own. When I, when, rather, than, rather than saying, God, I'm trusting in you to lead me and guide me, when I just make my own paths and my own decisions. You know, every day we make decisions. I, I know you do and I do. But there should be that submission within our hearts to say, God, I, I want to be in the center of your will. Lord, guide me today. Guide me in my decisions that we I make today, that I make today. And, you know, have that attitude of submission and, and have that attitude of, of, you know, of striving to be sensitive to the leading of God. And, and when we catch ourselves like going off on our own to stop and say, oh, Lord, forgive me for, for not trusting you with all my heart. In, but instead leaning on my own understanding or just doing things my own way. And then the, the helplessness and the hopelessness of, of being outside of the will of God to going on your own, man, what a great thing that we have the spirit of God within us, that I can rest in him, that I can, that I can act in boldness, right? Because it's not my strength. It's not my power. It's his. And we're talking about the omnipotent God, the creator of the universe, um, well, if God calls me to do something, I can do it. If God calls me to go there and there's a mountain in the way, well, I can say, all right, Lord, you called me to go there. There's a mountain in the way. So mountain be moved. God, there's the mountain. You can move it. You've got the power. I'm trusting in you. It's not my own strength. It's not my own abilities. It's it's trusting in you and your spirit that's in, within me. I can speak up. I can speak the truth. I can walk in boldness. I don't have to be afraid. And that's a great, that's a great message. And hopefully as you, as you read this chapter 17, you see the contrast between the character of Saul and the character of David. And you recognize there's this big difference in them. David has a heart for the Lord and the spirit of God is upon him and, and Saul did not have a heart for the Lord and the spirit of God departed from him. 
So the question is for you today, you know, hey, are you going to rely on the Holy Spirit? Are you going to try to rely on yourself? Are you going to walk in the Spirit? Again, that doesn't mean that you walk along going, God, which way do I turn here? And, and oh, the Holy Spirit's telling me to turn right. Okay, the Holy Spirit's telling me to eat oatmeal. Uh, but rather walk in the Spirit saying, I want to do the things of the Spirit. You know, we go in the book of Colossians and read about the thing, you know, the the in, in Galatians as well, you know, go and look at those lists of the things that are of, of the flesh and of the spirit and say, Hey, am I walking in the spirit? Am I walking in truth and holiness and righteousness and kindness and gentleness? Or am I walking in self, you know, in things that are going to serve me, please me, uh, bring about my pleasure, my prosperity, my prestige. You know, anyway, that's a whole lot more than I was planning on talking about today. So anyway, talk to you next time. We'll keep going with the story of David and Goliath in First Samuel 17. God bless you.